0: Hello and welcome back to the Evolving Hockey Podcast. My name is Sean and I'm joined by Josh and Luke Youngren, who are also known as the Evolving Wild Twins. And uh, tonight I think we're struggling to find anything to talk about. It's that really boring part in the season where you're just kind of waiting on playoffs to start.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well it's good to, it's good to talk to you Sean. Uh yeah, we are we are in the We could let, the, let's,
0: let's we could always talk about maps or something, but
1: I mean, yeah. yeah well, hockey you, wise we, we, we we you sh- you we shot down our, my topic of talking about our abolishing time zones and moving to UTC. So you you don't want to talk about that. So we won't talk about that, I guess.
0: No, we we're, we're not talking about time zones. Also cuz you <laughs> suck at time
1: zones. Uh, that's why I wanted them gone. I don't want time zones. Or time really conversions. Bad. not you, time you conversions.
0: You suck at time zones, but converting I mean, you time. Probably
1: you probably could. No, I this is not a nonsense topic that I don't think we should talk about. Um no, I uh it, it yeah, we're where is every every, every teams at what like 70 72 ga- 72 games. 72 73 games and it's the well, yeah, media Isn't games. this always like the time where like everyone starts to say, Oh, the regular season's too long. We should shorten the regular season and just you know, because nobody but like the funny I think thing you've is you've brought that
0: short- up like the last well Luke has, like the last like two episodes. Yeah, Josh. Come I know. On.
1: But I'm saying now is the time where like a lot of people want ten games less, right? And it's it's really these last ten games for all the playoff teams, they... Because I I haven't even we've been so busy with our own like kind of stuff for the site, I haven't really been watching a ton of hockey, but I don't feel like our teams starting to like rest their players yet? No. Yeah. Isn't that? I mean, that normally happens though towards the end of the season, doesn't it? Like the last couple of games, but like it's not like other sports. I
0: feel like hockey coaches are like the weirdest. Like they just... Well, you're also
1: limited on roster size, right? To like a roster of yeah. twenty
0: three, so it's like a little bit more difficult.
1: But yeah, well, and it's also like there's only a a handful of teams that are like locked in at their position. Like a lot, like the Leafs and the and like the basically the oh my god the Metro Atlantic <laughs> the me- <laughs> Atlantic. They're still, you know, like I think that Tampa Bay and Toronto have been flipping back and forth on home field, home home ice advantage for the first round. Tampa
0: hasn't even clinched a playoff spot yet.
1: I know, but in our I'm saying in our I don't look at the standings. I just look at what our projections show. The Islanders
0: that's... are going to get in, I'm
1: telling you. <laughs> They've been sitting at like 1 to 3% for the last like 2 weeks. It's really funny. I'm trying I it would be funny to run down the exact scenario where the Islanders cuz I think it would the Capitals would miss and the Islanders would make it. So maybe there's a scenario out of the 20,000 simulations where randomly Washington well, loses every game the and te- the Islanders The
0: teams that haven't clinched could theoretically still lose it like if if Tampa or Boston or the capitals or the penguins clenched that like the other team that hasn't clinched if they lose they out been. if they lose out and the and the islanders win out like the Islanders are in
1: yeah well that's the like point three percent chance that that happens which is really funny uh to think about because that would be a fantastic failure I, don't, I, I just don't understand and I guess success. what the islanders are fifteen points back of a wild card spot right now right they're they're at least as of recording and i don't know no game is finished yet so right like there's literally one there's game a, tonight that's another game. that's
0: another part of this season this time of the season too nobody has the appetite to watch the montreal canadians at the winnipeg jets
1: i don't even think oh, canadians I, fans have the appetite i would watch that, that. No, I would watch that if we weren't if we weren't record, if it you're wasn't lying. on NHL Network. No, it's on NHL Network and we don't get that for yeah. some reason. It's the one channel we can't watch We're games saved. on. So you're saved. <laughs> yeah. so basically but, every Maple Leafs game because they seem to always be on the NHL Network for us. Don't know why. I don't know. But anyway, so the the Islanders would have to win. I'm assuming every single game they have they have eleven games left. And the I guess yeah, if the Capitals lost the rest of their games, right? I mean, yeah. that's pretty much what it would. Yeah, the Islanders get twenty-two points. The Capitals don't get any more points, and bam, they're in. And that's well, like there's the... even, they, it wouldn't even have to be that much. They just need to get sixteen. They would need to win, have an eight like win differential over the Capitals. I guess that's where the what are they at right now? Like one and a half percent or something. What you're missing
0: site. is there's an, there's a chance there's still a chance <laughs> that I you know. get a Rangers Islanders first round matchup with oh, the God. two and three seed. <laughs> no one that's that's what you're not thinking
1: of i'm definitely not thinking of that no <laughs> it is really funny because we use a monte carlo simulation which is it's really funny The describe i saw somebody point this out and i've read this before but on wikipedia it like the way it describes uh the way um the model works or like when it is used is really silly here let me just pull it up real quick basically essentially what it is is you just you literally generate random numbers and check um, an, a predicted outcome versus a random outcome of the same scale, and you do that like thousands. of times. I remember when we times. were first setting up the the first Monte Carlo sim, which I think is te- that is what we do, right? I can't remember if that's the, t- I, the, the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we do a simulation. I believe that's the name of it, but we learned about it. Not, I mean, I had heard about that, but then we kind of anyway. When we first set it up, it it feels like it's not real. It feels like it shouldn't work when you're doing it because you're like. This makes no sense at all. Um, but then you run it, and then the idea is that you run it, you know, thousands of times so that you generally have the, uh, what is it? Luke, I'm stalling for you. Are you going to read the definition well, here? Or? stupid Wikipedia has so much <laughs> jargon on here. If you ever try to read about statistical terms on Wikipedia, it's like the worst thing ever because it's like. Go read about the, the names of the various names for independent and dependent variables in a statistical model on Wikipedia. Have you ever looked at that, Sean? independent
0: and dependent like different names for it like yeah y and for X regression and...
1: like target and and predictor response and... and predictor and uh it's so funny there's like 20 different like terms yeah it's there are like 20 different terms that are used for both of them and it's i think w- one of the biggest barriers for entry i think of a lot of people us included Were those terms that are used interchangeably in statistics? I don't like,
0: I don't like, like in my stats classes, I never liked independent and dependent. No, I I hate it. I liked, like, um, if you did, like, predictor and target or something like that. Like, uh, to me, that's, like, more intuitive. I guess I'd have to look through the entire thing to pick out my favorites, but.
1: We, we, Luke and I usually refer to the. So for anyone who doesn't know, in in a statistical model, uh, you have... Specific regression. Specifically a regression, you have kind of two sides of the coin. Uh, not really, but you usually have one thing that you're trying to either predict or evaluate, and then you have um, a set of other things that you're trying to see how those the relationship of those impact or predict or evaluate the, the thing on the other side. So usually, um, and I get this confused because we never refer to these as... Uh, but I believe the um, the independent variable, I think... The dependent variable... Well, no, Luke, Luke, clarify this for me. Well, if you, you said, have Google? Just I know. Go look at, well, I'm going to find the same thing you just, are. So I well, can't read about this on Wikipedia. There's so many terms. <laughs> so it's basically, it's the Y equals MX plus B. People might remember that from statistics. That's generally... That's like the base level, how, uh, how a linear regression works. And uh, the X... Is the right side and the y is the left side. And so on the left side, that's called, I believe that's the dependent variable. And then on the right side, you have the independent variables. Wait, why are you saying right
0: and left? Like it could, it could switch on. on, Well, I know, but nobody,
1: (laughs) it always is y equals something. It's never something equals y. No one writes it that way. Well, what if you regularly wrote from right to left? I mean, I'm just saying that I'm using the conventions of statistical notation. It never goes the other way around. Yeah, you know, so, we're not trained statisticians. No. We've taught yeah. ourselves all of this, so yeah. I am not qualified to really speak on So this how- is what <laughs> Wikipedia says, though, is that, yeah, so the dependent variable usually is, is we refer to as, like, the target variable, or it also can be re- um, uh, referred to a lot of the time as, um, as like, the uh, uh, response um, or the, I, I don't know this, but Wikipedia says, depending on the context, an independent variable is sometimes called a predictor variable, regressor, covariate, manipulated variable, explanatory variable, exposure variable, risk factor, feature, input variable. In it's like all of these things that can all refer to the same concept. Thing, yeah. And it's so funny. So, like, I, we, if I'm like training a model, which we are currently in the process of doing right now with our contract projections, which are almost done by the way, we can well, we probably won't talk about them yet because they're not released. But um, I usually refer to like the things that I'm trying to use to predict the thing as the features, or they'll be the predictors because I'm using something else to predict the thing. So in this in this case, and the thing there, the we thing would, call would be the target. Yeah. So in the contract projection, for instance. Um, we are trying to we have the model is actually two models where we have one model that predicts term for a contract or length and we have another one that predicts cap percentage or like the dollar amount and so both of those things i would usually refer to as the target variable or um, that's actually pretty much what i always refer to it as and then then you take like a, a skater's stats and like their contract status and their age and the position Those things that are used to predict the other thing, I usually refer to as either the features in the model or the predictors, um, which make a lot more sense to me. But it's hilarious when you try to read about this stuff because there are so many terms that are used, and it depends. It's specific to your field. So, like, each field changes the name, which is why there are so many. But But anyway, (laughs) to get back to what I was talking about with the Monte Carlo model Uh, Monte Carlo, this is on Wikipedia, Monte Carlo methods or Monte Carlo experiments are a broad class of computational algorithms that rely on repeated random sampling to obtain numerical results. Uh, The underlying concept is to use randomness to solve problems that might be deterministic in principle. They are often used in physical and mathematical problems and are most useful when it is difficult or impossible to use other approaches. (laughs) (laughs) So that was a funny. I, I just think it's funny when you do that. But what, what, Sean? So two things. One, mm-hmm. I think
0: this should be like the Luke Youngren model, which be renamed, because like this is how I like see your head processing things on a regular <laughs> basis. Is you just go through every single scenario and you don't stop and you just go 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 until you eventually get hey, to something.
1: I'm gonna take that as a compliment. <laughs>
0: it's quite impressive. It's like your I not know what your sulky your sulky voting like that's how I see it in your head is like you have. You just put I out a whole bunch of ballots in your head with every single different scenario.
1: Oh, yeah. It's really both of us, but I just cover it up better on the podcast, I think. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. The the trick for us is, like, I've never been – like, I think – I've had to – people in society these days, they praise <laughs> people for doing things very quickly. It seems – and it's not something I'm good at. Like, I don't like doing things quickly. Like, I have never have – And it's funny because I so I try to pride myself on my ability to double and triple and quadruple check everything to ensure that uh, we did it right. Um, Rather than doing as many little things as possible as quickly as possible and then just spitting them out there and they're all riddled with errors like that really bothers me. So whenever we're making something, it always takes a lot longer than I think it might for. I don't know. It it always takes longer than I see some other people doing things because I just constantly worried that I screwed something up and I'm constantly double checking something, which is what Josh has been it's called doing. Quality control. Yeah, it's called quality control and it's what Josh has been doing with our contract projection model because that's well, probably a, one a of a nightmare. <laughs> one <laughs> of the most important things that we do on this site, I believe, yeah. and you know, it's you know, you're talking about real people here and we're projecting dollar amounts. We need to ensure like I mean, I think we do this with most things, but it's Sometimes it's like okay, yeah, that that, that seems about right. And but uh, with yeah, it's, other things, it's like we need to like when we're doing our XG models, we need to ensure that it is we go like above and beyond on the quality control because if something's wrong there, the downstream impacts of something being there an error in our XG modeling processes, it just. It exponentially impacts, and we'd have to redo a way whole bunch of different things because every all of our models rely on that, and all all of the data relies on the XG model. All of them. anyway. Yeah, this is Luke going through his Monte Carlo sim yeah. in his of his brain <laughs> right now. Anyway, so we do that for the the future point projections, and then for the playoff simulation, we so it's basically you just mock up something and then throw random numbers in there and then repeat it, it like hundred thousand so, well, times. Yeah, so like the playoff probabilities, basically we have a model that predicts or it gives us like we put in a playoff situation, you have two teams and you put those two teams based on their strength in a model that gives you a probability that the one of them is going to win, and then the, that one minus that is the other team winning. But then you take those probabilities and put those into the Monte Carlo simulation, and you literally are generating random probabilities – hundreds of uh, thousand times or i don't know how many times we end up doing for the playoffs but i don't know this is a very long-winded thing i need to finish reading sean Sh- you want to hear what the um what the dependent variables are also no called? we're not i was we're gonna dumb. get to my second question <laughs> oh yeah second okay. question, second question.
0: <laughs> so you guys go on so long you just forget those two <laughs> how big of an l was the uh the devil's projection at the beginning of the season now that we're sitting Uh, here in april
1: i like that we're getting grilled now yeah he went from calling luke a monte carlo brain to (laughs) the devil's uh at least i
0: said monte carlo and not monty python
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's true it feels like yeah um why is it called monte carlo by the way is it because it was done i don't know anyway uh yeah, the devil. Well, so here's the thing: we were only a couple points higher on the Devils than like the average for most of the public models. Okay, but just uh, anybody, like, like it just. Feels oh yeah, like they like completely missed. Was... Yeah, yeah. Well, I will say to be honest, like that was one where the model output. It, it that's what the model output. Like, and every year we've had some, one, some, a couple teams that look weird to me. And it's like I went and double-checked everything, and as far as I could tell, there weren't any errors. And, and, I... and What's funny is every so, every model, I mean, you go look at every public model individually, and every one is going to have one or two teams, right? But the Devils, I think one thing is that the, um, I think that's a good example of the goaltending. Just we were, our projections were higher on the goaltending than it ended up being early, and then they had injury issues. Um, and like, I think Hamilton being out for some time was a bit, and also Hamilton's kind of, He's still been really good, but just missing time was a big deal. I but on the flip side is like now the Devils. I mean, you see people talking about um, you know Jesper Bratt and uh, and and Jack Hughes. Like and we've been talking about you, you know Jonas Seganhall So it's like they have some players who I think have been uh, impressive, and I think it's more of maybe we were a little early. It's like the Big Short. <laughs> what Big Short? Have you seen Big shorts On
0: yeah but like
1: I don't really know if you were early like what you I'm so joking. I, I it was, think it would be yeah.
0: interesting to have like a tool that shows the deviation from the prediction
1: yeah I think be what do you mean
0: I don't know like so you had like projected goaltending in some sense of the word like it's not as easy as like you didn't have a predicted like save percentage or anything right if you had like some uh, sort of like maybe it would be like a change in in ranking for like goaltenders like i don't know how to do it but like what what portion is goaltending what portion is like um um, injuries like icing a roster that is like suboptimal like what portion is like like how do you get to like the residual
1: i guess it's i mean i think the thing is is that it's kind of it's hard the way that we have the model set up is we break things out into many different components to, to predict win outcomes. So it's really hard to get like a single number for forwards or defensemen or goalies. And then also it's very difficult because the home and the away teams are split. So it's not only the home team, like the the forwards and defensemen and goalies being having multiple metrics and multiple like models it's also how they interact with the away teams in the model so that is very hard to like um kind of i guess interpret from the model now that we do that because it makes the like the model performs better out of samples so that's the reason we split it it's um you know i mean whenever we can make a improve our predictions it we will do that um, regardless of if how, <laughs> I guess maybe for worse if it makes it less interpretable. Like that's kind of the thing is that we're just trying to get the best prediction we possibly can. So it is really hard to 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 kind of suss out. Because I was just looking, we had the Devils projected, <laughs> we had them well basically third in the Metro, <laughs> uh, with ninety seven point three points. But we had them with a one percent higher playoff probability than the Capitals, um, and I would need to go back and like redo the the data at the beginning of the season to really look at you know where. But I think we had Blackwood projected pretty pretty high um, or average at or like. at mean, least like. average. Not like I don't know what their goaltending has been. It's been really bad, right? Uh, Blackwood's at, been out too, right? Like he got yeah, injured. He was so. so and, <laughs> and the other thing too. I mean, just to, to uh, if, just looking at all the public models, I think uh, I, we've talked about this before. I, New Jersey is the third lowest under their projected among the public models. The only teams that were projected to be like to have a like that have a you how mean on I average. Name? On average. Yeah. Canadians so like
0: and Kraken are like worse. Yes. yes, yes. Yeah.
1: By a lot. And then the, the it's the Devils and then the Flyers and Blackhawks and Coyotes, which is funny. Think about the Coyotes who were all they were projected to be, I think, the bottom team in the league. And they're even so much worse but uh, <laughs> among all the teams yes sean you're correct our model we were hurt the most by the devils that was the team that we were that we were the furthest off from the second team being vegas um and then the third team being dallas so those are the teams that we were uh i guess either high or low on that ended up being the opposite by the most um but yeah i uh, <laughs> we'll take third, that you we a, know we wait, have a third dallas. question sean uh we were under on dallas yeah
0: oh, okay I so think so. Who's do you remember like when it was like September, I wanna say, I posed a question of teams that were in the initial projections outside of the playoff picture, which ones would make it? And one of oh, you, yeah. <laughs> I wanna say it was like Luke, made like the cowards play was like the Rangers were like half a point out or something. You're like the Rangers. <laughs> oh but yeah, I was so
1: right on that one. Someone yeah.
0: said uh someone said Dallas. I w- think one I of you said Dallas. Dallas i did and then i said the the kings
1: yeah so both of those look like
0: they're the kings are are the the kings was the bravest pick i think yes and they're still in it as
1: of right now vegas could definitely catch them so them so the kings losing to the wild yesterday i believe was was a a huge huge swing i think it dropped them about 20 percent in playoff probability in our model um I don't, it's hard. That is, again, that's another thing that's hard to interpret exactly why those playoff probabilities move that much. Um, Well, it's because it's a hard cutoff. Yes, it it is because it's a hard cutoff. So the simulation, when you start doing a top three, you know, and and kind of cutting it off there, it becomes difficult. But yeah, the Kings losing was really a really big one for the West, um, at least for the playoff race. But yeah, we all, you know, we all, yeah, we all basically are right there. That was some good calls. Good Kings no, the Kings was the bravest. That was the bravest one. Like I should work te- credit for that. Good work, team. Good Wait, work, the, Sean. the Rangers did, pick Luke. was terrible. Yeah, hey. they, <laughs> they were outside the playoffs. Yeah, but like barely. Time. Like
0: the Kings was definitely like a long shot at the beginning of the season, especially when people thought Vegas would be good.
1: Yeah, because what did we hear? We, we had the Kings at. Did I say that we had Dallas the Kings was... at an eight nineteen percent chance? I know. Like I should get a prize. Where Where was Dallas? We had Dallas at. Uh 31%, thirty one percent, thirty point. And gets. then what so, and then like, what were the Rangers? Uh forty four percent, forty five percent. So yeah, maybe See, that's Sean, like a coin yeah. flip. Like And I, I do believe, Sean, you were talking about the Kings as in their young players, I think is what you yeah, were. Yeah, but saying they're like that older
0: you, players like really came out and performed. I know.
1: Well that I was I, when the they were playing the wild yesterday, I was looking at their team and it's basically just like Kopitar, Deneau, Arvidson, and Doughty, who are kind the of Dowdy's like, out like, now, eh? I know. Yeah, but like this year I'm saying have been yeah. those are the players and Mikey Anderson, I think, has been pretty good this Mikey. year. <laughs> I think one of right? their seven Anderson players. Yeah. I don't know how many Andersons they have. But no, um yeah, you know, I we have no problem taking the L on the Devils. I think some I, I, I'm fine to admit when we're wrong. I think maybe more than most people. You know who uh, we were really right on though is Colorado. Oh yeah, high five, high five, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were very no, right. The, the only model among the public models that had, uh, uh, has, I, it's hard to, it's hard. I stumble over talking about this. And when we evaluate which team projections are doing the most for, like boosting evaluation, so like how well your team is or how well your model is doing at predicting outcomes, um, the only, the only model that has a higher uh, that was more right, I guess you could say, compared to the other projections was uh the bolsinki um I don't remember his name uh the bolsinki bot projection that's one of the public models on the Kraken uh that cra- he he was by far the lowest on the Kraken and like and he was still higher than where they ended up, but every other model other than his was like way higher and I think reading I can't actually remember, but we are the the next biggest gain from being more right i guess would be our pick on the avalanche because we were all very high on the avalanche compared to a lot of uh the other models and then after that i think it's micah's pick on the flyers that's the next one so Micah it's kind of interesting low
0: on the flyers
1: uh yeah um micah's projections are usually a little bit more conservative in general but yeah he he had a um he's getting a big boost for being more right i guess you could say about the flyers than the rest of the models um so it's kind of interesting to look at this from that perspective um I'm trying to think who's the worst. Uh well, we had a couple, not that bad though. I mean, we were off by a little. We were off a little bit more than than most of the models by the devils, but everyone missed on the yeah, devils. But I mean, I'll, so. I'll probably like, you know, I mean, that's one of the things about being like, I mean, being wrong about things is it gives you a chance to kind of go reevaluate and like, you know, I don't like being wrong, but like now I'll probably I've thought about kind of building in more um uncertainty into the simulation where maybe I do I've really kind of wanted to test out like randomly having players miss time uh throughout the year so like in every simulation each team will have one player that misses like two months or something you know or a couple players miss two months because the way that we do the future projections is we just have the same roster you know I mean we have a bunch of injuries but like there's no way that we can predict which players are going to miss time. Like, and and the Golden Knights are a perfect example of, like they've just been so heavily injured all year. And so I've thought about just trying to kind of play around with that. Um, also, potentially, I mean, we could always work on our goalie metrics. Like, it's just really hard to predict goalie performance in the NHL. It's and so although our, my fantasy projections for goalies were, yeah, pretty well, maybe good. maybe we'll use that next yeah, time. Use my fantasy projections, which had like, I mean, it wasn't that hard to say that. That uh, you know, Vasilevsky and Saros and Hellebuck and but Jari has been very good this year, and we had some people questioning that prediction going into the season. He's it was been, literally
0: all just because of that like terrible playoff series.
1: I know, but it was but, funny. We had a lot of you know a lot of people were coming at us like, nah, not. I won't say a lot of people, but there we were people who were like, are you sure? Like this seems weird. And I was like, I don't know. That's what the model people says. People
0: will playoffs. I tell you, like, yeah, when they eventually realize they don't matter.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, the power—the power, the power
0: <laughs> of the mind. When you realize how liberated, that, well, how yes, liberated exactly. you
1: will be. More of it, I think, is that the playoffs. I like to think of the playoffs in hockey a little bit more, like how I think a lot of baseball fans do of the playoffs in baseball, where like everyone's just aware that it's pretty random, and so it's more about just the entertainment of it all. Um, so it, it, this is obviously a broad brush here. This isn't how it always is talked about, but I've over the years. I get the sense that baseball fans are a little bit more accepting of the fact that playoffs in seven game series are very random. But in hockey, it's a little bit more like people think that a little when, bit more. Uh, I, I'm trying to be It's a lot bit more. <laughs> 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 like people I mean, people will build their the, the, entire team yeah, around how other yeah. another team the, perform let's in just seven say games. That I think in hockey there are a lot more decisions both in the organization standpoint, but then also how fans make decisions about what they think of teams. That revolve around how well a specific team did in the playoffs than there are in baseball. I think personally. Now that's very broad. I'm just saying that's. I think, I think the think
0: that, I think the best is when the like there's like false narratives created based on like playoff success. Like yeah, yeah. take take the Tampa Bay Lightning for example. I think the eighteen nineteen Tampa Bay Lightning was probably the greatest team since like the seventies Canadians. Okay. maybe those I, red wings yeah teams, the
1: 0708 red wings are another well, from earlier from even. from all, from in the modern era which is 0708 TV. i'm talking about know, the 1819 the 1819 oh the, that Lightning. tampa team was insane
0: oh yeah it was insane it was i i i do th- i think they're the best since the canadians i think like their record like backed it up if i remember correctly like they were doing things anywho definitely strongest of the tampa bay teams right but, like Their problem against Columbus was that they couldn't get through the neutral zone. It had, like, nothing to do with, like, toughness because they couldn't even get into the offensive zone to, like, forecheck, right? Like, they just couldn't get through the neutral zone. If you watch that series, you know this, right? Yeah. And And, Bobrovsky, right, was... Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Right? goal tetting But, like, they couldn't get into the offensive zone. They couldn't establish offense. And Allison Lucan definitely wrote about this as well, like, the data to back it up. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. Then, like, the next year, they go out and they, quote-unquote, like, get tougher. They get, like, Patrick Maroon and, like, Barkley Goudreau. And, like, they create some, like, toughness in, like, their bottom. Then they get like, Bogo, too? <clears throat> dude, Bogo's my before? boy. Don't, don't come
1: after him. <laughs> he really snapped <laughs> the plug around.
0: Luke Shen. But, like, you know, like, they get, like, quote-unquote, like, tougher. Well, they do get tougher, right? And, like, those teams are still good. But, like, they're not as good as, like, the 18-19 Lightning. And also – they succeeded in the playoffs because like Kucherov went nuts and and uh, and Palat and Point like their stars went absolutely nuts. Like it had nothing to do with like toughness and like creating like a complete I know. team. So yeah. it's like, yeah, I don't every- know. Uh, have like stars go nuts in the playoffs? Like I don't know.
1: Well, that's the thing. I think I was saying, and I think maybe we're getting close to the end of this segment, so we can maybe leave it here. But um, I, it's it's funny because in baseball you don't hear about teams going out and getting like a player who does something that isn't just be good at baseball. Right. I mean, that's usually most teams are trying to get better players more or less that are from an objective standpoint, like a, you know, relief pitcher, who's better, who's going to add depth to the bullpen or a better starting pitcher or a better shortstop or, you know, like a, 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 but in hockey, you have all of these things that happen where teams go out, like what the wild did uh, or a couple other teams, they just add, you know, like Florida adding Ben Sherrod or like the wild adding Nick Delaurier and, Middleton and, and, uh, who else did they, I don't even remember. Or, yeah, like, but, like, yeah. Florida
0: thinks, like, Ben Sherrod, like, the general consensus around the league, I think, is that Ben Sherrod's a good defenseman. Like, I yeah. think that one's a little bit different, but, like, yeah, so it, I'm just kind of throwing out there some examples. Is, there is yeah. something, like, in your bottom, in the bottom half of your lineup where things are, like, more marginal to, like, have, like, your character guys. Like, I do think, like, there's something yeah. to that in terms of, like, maximizing, um, like Your chemistry. Team. Yeah. yeah. Team chemistry, There's that's definitely stuff. Something to that. I don't that, think you yeah, can't. Well, yeah. And I don't but think it is that's funny that, I I don't think wh- that's a stance either that you take or that other people in the
1: analytics community take that chemistry isn't a thing. I think it's like No, no, no. No, it's it's more sometimes we don't talk about it enough because we can't really measure it. There's no like, you know, data that would back up anything, more or less. I mean and obviously I think that like having like a good locker room environment and having a team that gets along really well like in that you know like blends like that's obviously beneficial for a team but it's sometimes where like i guess my point ultimately is it'll be funny like in the playoffs for instance if the wild don't win it won't be because they, you know, it's like it, it'll be because like Caprizov and Sucarello and, um, you know, and, and weren't able to score. I mean, that's basically what's going to come down or goaltending. But like, it doesn't matter about. I mean, obviously the chemistry stuff is there, and that, and it seems like you know, adding those pieces to the Wild, they they have, they it has an impact to chemistry and everything. But I guess I'm getting a little bit off topic here talking about the Wild. I was mostly saying that it's. I like to think of the playoffs in hockey as more of a, a fun kind of somewhat random entertaining like kind of gauntlet, more or less. But a lot of people have always thought of it as, like, the regular season doesn't matter. It's what happens in the playoffs. Well, and it's um, you see and- this still. what you see this, I mean, we I see this constantly with, like, other non-Leafs fans criticizing, like, their <laughs> players for losing in the first round consistently. And it's like, I mean... That's not like the players' fault. Like, that's just how the playoffs are. Like, any, you know, any team could go through a stretch like that and it wouldn't be outside of like what you normally would expect to happen from. But that's kind of, I think that's kind of what makes the NHL playoffs fun is that you can have like, I mean, it's kind of silly. But the fact that the Canadians were able to make it as far as they did last year. Or when Columbus beat Tampa and then the Tampa social media team put out that infamous tweet, (laughs) you know, you get to have things like that happen where you get funny. You know, I mean, Tampa. Well, that was in the bracket, wasn't it? Yeah, that was in our Twitter. What was it? We don't have words, and we're we understand yeah. what was the tweet. I can't even remember. It's just a great, copypasta. We, yeah. we don't. We uh,
0: don't. Yeah, we we don't have any words. We understand how you feel. <laughs> well, I don't know. The, it is a quality tweet.
1: Oh, it oh, t- yeah. oh it's top tier. But no, the social it, media
0: it, manager like thinks that like they're like the head coach. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <I, laughs> but I was just. I... <laughs>
1: I was just looking at some team stats and yeah, the, the that Tampa Bay team had the highest uh goal differential per sixty minutes, but the um uh in terms of like Corsi and X G, like the last year's Avalanche had a twenty point seven cor- Corsi differential per sixty uh and then the even strength are you talking about? No, all situations. Okay. And then the O seven Red Wings were at twenty point two three. Um and the last year's Avalanche had a I mean, their XG differential per sixty at per uh, per R metrics were, was like one point one eight and the next was best was one. But I suppose was, if you throw in goaltending and overall, right, like kind of Yeah, but I mean, I even mean all still, those teams had good goaltending though. Yeah, but or their or goal their so I still think last year's Avalanche is another team yeah, that but they was, didn't
0: complete they didn't complete the season, like it wasn't a full season. That's no, true. I know yeah. that's, that's very true. Yeah.
1: it's very true. So in an 82 game season, I would I would say the contenders from what we've seen with our the new data is the 0708 Red Wings and the 1819 Tampa Bay Lightning. Because um, also the Knights, um, the Golden Knights, their 2021 season was also. But that, again, that's only a 56 game season. So uh, you know, it's it's not. Shout out to the 2016 2017 Minnesota Wild as well. <laughs> They they had a good season. That was a good season. They did. We need to go to break here. Yeah. We said we didn't know what we were going to talk about, and then we went over time on our first segment, so I guess we'll have more. Yeah.
0: Yeah, After this message from our sponsor.
1: The Evolving Hockey Podcast is brought to you by EvolvingHockey.com, your home for advanced NHL statistics on the web. When you become a subscriber to EvolvingHockey.com, you gain access to such evaluation tools as NHL Goals Above Replacement, Regularized Adjusted Plus Minus, Skater Contract Projections, Visualizations, Charts, and much more. Visit Evolving-Hockey.com slash login today to become a subscriber. Welcome back.
0: I didn't say so this time, Josh. Uh, <laughs> welcome back. Thank you so much to our from our lovely sponsor for that message. Oh, what a um, lovely sponsor. So great. Truly the best. Uh, so we had talked before we came back on, and you guys were going to surprise me with you put out a Twitter thread of what do we talk about because it's the boring time of year. And uh, I guess you guys will surprise me with things to talk about for the second half.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I asked as kind of a joke as before – we started recording. I Luke had messaged Sean. We we're like, what are we going to talk about? Because Luke and I were having trouble finding things to talk about. Although there's plenty if you just go look at the news or whatever on Reddit, you could probably find. But I, I sent out a tweet that said, what should we talk about in the Evolving Hockey podcast tonight? And Sean hasn't looked at this thread. Um, and this is our, from our personal account, not from the Evolving Hockey account. So it's going to be geared towards things that our, some people know that we like, but probably Sean doesn't know about or like. Now that's not always the case. Okay, get into it. What do you do? I don't care. Oh, <laughs> Let's wow. get to it. We wow. don't have Luke time. Is, Luke is, you don't need to explain it. to <laughs> simple concept. Time? Simple concept. People just, told I'm us just, what to talk about. Let's get to talking about it. Several right. people wanted us to talk about the Leafs. Oh, uh, yeah. And several I, people wanted us to talk about the Sabres. Yeah. Uh, well, s- you just, what are you do? You're just ruining all this, Luke. You're I'm just, just... saying, I'm, those are the two the most requested. So we'll go with the leaves well, first. You're, you're, did you have like two cups of coffee on break? You're, or, you're like, pushy right now. On here, right? <laughs> uh, no, okay, some, sorry, Josh. Some, yeah. Josh, you continue. No, there's some legitimate questions in here. There's also some silly ones. So I'll try to go back and forth between silly and legitimate. I'll start with a legitimate one. This is from Jeff, uh, J. J E F L E four. When does a st- when does a statistical abnormality become something that needs to be factored in? Which is maybe more towards the two of us, but I think that's a good question.
0: You know, I I it's kind know. of case by case a bit. Yes, like yeah. it kind of depends what you're talking about with a st- statistical abnormality, and like sometimes you know, like you would ignore it too, right? Like,
1: outliers. well, yeah. I would exist, say that, I guess, yeah, yeah, I think there's a couple of different ways, and obviously, like you, you said, Sean, it's case by case, but um, I think a lot of times, like, an abnormality like that in a modeling st- problem is going to – like, the model might just kind of, like, not incorporate it as much as – now, that's not always the case, but if you have, like, um, a lot of data and you have, say, a, couple, a very small percentage of that that would be considered an abnormality, the model is more more or less – I uh, in a very general sense, going to probably put a lot more weight on the vast amount of other data you have than the abnormalities um but that's not and I would say that a a simple general answer is that when those abnormalities become more common, then that's probably when you stop ignoring it um but I don't know, I guess it's a very broad question um yeah, I mean it's a very case by case thing um I think Sean was yeah all right, next one uh <laughs> but it well it's it's the thing. <laughs> Luke can't just leave it. <laughs> The thing, the thing about it is, uh, yeah, it's, um, it, it's just a case by case basis. So, yeah, I don't know what I was. Sorry, I'm trying to answer another question in in the R studio console that someone asked before Josh gets there. So I was a little bit distracted. Can Wait, you're, please, are responding on please? Twitter to somebody. No, I'm in the R no, studio. In, he's in our studio. Go ahead. Chop. Somebody asked a question that required some coding. So oh, I'm I live see. Live coding behind All right. the scenes. Um. Here's another, here's the one that's on the less slightly less serious side, although we could could be considered serious. Is why Tage Thompson should be a heart contender. So, Sean, what do you th- what do you say to Tage Thompson as as heart heart contender? Who's doesn't that Sabres bunny said that? Mm, hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot to say the tag. Uh,
0: just the answers, like move on. Better than <laughs> Uh uh I.
1: Shosturkin's will- been slumping. I mean, yeah. Uh, Tage Thompson, though, is out of nowhere this year, and we've been as it our really is. late late it, season. Yeah. We've we've kind of adopted the Sabres as a team that I enjoy, and also the fan base is incredible, and they're all. Very fun, uh, and also is the it, vibes, the Sabres vibes this year have been very um, impressive. Is some
0: of it just like somebody has to score the goals, and it just like happens to be him? Like is that kind of what's going on? I haven't really been uh, yeah. following it to be honest. I, with
1: you. I, I mean, it's just funny that he's a top. Like I think he has like 32 or 33 goals this year, which compared to like honestly, he was one of the most reliably bad players in the league for the last like four years. Did
0: he even have that many like career points coming into this season? I, I Did don't you know, see he, something yeah. like that. Like he didn't even have that many career points.
1: Uh, I yeah that sounds right. I haven't looked too much into the points uh, of Tate Thompson in the past, but this year is kind of out of nowhere. Um, and it is a it's a good example of a, a, a player who just kind of comes out of nowhere based on nothing, and is just all of a sudden like adding value for a team. Um, I don't know. I guess we should we should bring on Barlow as a guest and ask him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll look into the to the company secrets of the. The analytics department of the Buffalo Sabers. I'm sure they'll be able to tell us why Tage Thompson is <laughs> performing so much better than he had been in the past. Um, okay, back to a serious one. Let's see. There's a lot of people who just have. Uh, should we talk? Somebody wanted to talk us to talk about Shifley's defensive prowess. <laughs> I said, "Oh no!" I responded, <laughs> "Oh no." <to> that. <laughs> um, that I'm assuming is a sarcastic. Uh, question. Why don't I just quick pull up something We really keep,
0: quick. like, we always get tagged in, like, Jets stuff, if you look on the, like, t- the Twitter account.
1: Shout always. out to the Jets, really, though. The Jets Why? fans are... <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Because they, they live... The, the Winnipegs our closest uh, city next... Uh, NHL city next to, to Minneapolis. Yeah, do you have to, like, fly... So if you're
0: going to Winnipeg, do you have to, like, fly into, like, St. Paul and then, like, drive? <laughs> and then drive seven hours? That? I mean, they don't have do an airport, yeah, so...
1: Yeah, like no, maybe Fargo. I think Fargo might have a uh, airport or is Duluth. Fargo yeah. than Minneapolis. Do you know where Fargo, Fargo is? You don't is know that, where Fargo isn't that
0: is? Like one of the Dakotas. That's North Dakota, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's
1: east on the east edge of North Dakota. Oh, yeah. See,
0: I just like was thinking like North Dakota. It's like further for west, maybe a little bit more out of the way. Triangles, you know.
1: I well, the board. I think Winnipeg is a little bit further west, north of Minnesota, right? Yeah. So it's like not—I mean, if you draw a straight line through Minnesota, I believe Winnipeg is a little further west of um, that line. But it is—yeah, Winnipeg is closer to Minneapolis-St. Paul than Chicago is, which is surprising to some people. But we've known this for a while. And we've—to we've, we've to get to Winnipeg, we've had to drive there. We haven't been able to fly in, so it's a long—I'm— I'm <laughs> He's trying to continue Trying to, continue, trying the to continue Sean's joke here, and he didn't even say anything, so— uh okay. Well, anyway, uh Mark Shivey has been re- b- below replacement even strength defensive player for uh since 2016-2017. So, I would say that that was a bit of a a silly question. Um <laughs> But he hasn't he hasn't been particularly good. Okay, I I don't know. I guess we'll do a few more of these. Sean is losing interest very quickly. Uh somebody wants us to talk about Mushuga. Do you know who Mushuga is, Sean? Your sugar? Mushuga, the band? You ever heard of Mushuga? No. You should. Can we? Can we put audio on here? I actually don't want to no. deal with any copyright thing. Sean, put some sugar on right now. I want to hear your reaction to it. No, don't. We're <laughs> no. not going to do a live. Sean's going to hate it. He is going to hate it. Like, I, what I kind actually, of music is it? It's metal. It's yeah. like like. I don't. Here, let's find the the. It's the not Creed subject. though. Let's it's not. See. Well, Creed isn't metal, Sean. They're. uh no, they're not metal. Creed is like post grunge hard rock. Meshuga is like technical. They're like I don't know what is the. I'm really Here, I'm bad. I'm going with on. Wait, rate but... your music. Let me see what rate your music has for right. their uh, subgenres because people are obsessed with subgenres. I think technically they're probably called j- gent, right? Yeah, gent, progressive metal, technical thrash metal. Yeah, I hate the term gent. That's D J E N T. It's Do essentially you... the genre that they they invented. They invent, it more or less. They made music and then they. Cur- Coined a term to describe the style I don't think of music. They did. That, no, no, no. They, the collective music critics, people. Did you say technical thrash metal? Yeah, groove metal, melodic death metal, technical thrash metal, progressive. What do you, metal. Have you think you ever listened to anything, Sean, that would resemble technical thrash metal before? <laughs> so, like, I've heard like cars get in accidents. And, like, <laughs> I think that's like the same thing.
0: Um,
1: like, do you so, know? Yeah, like, I guess. Do you know? Like. This would not be technical, but do you know like what thrash metal is? Have you ever listened to like early Metallica? Thrash metal, yeah, like Slayer, like Slayer, early Metallica. Uh, like, do you know? Have you ever listened to Metallica before, Sean?
0: Dude, do you think I don't know uh, what's the name of it? <laughs> oh, Enter I don't, Sandman. I don't think Enter you, Sandman. Yeah, the turn the, the turn the page uh, cover. Um, turn. Uh, did they do something else? I have the, I, I mean, they have I, a lot of. They have a lot have of, like, a few quote, unquote, so, hits. like they're like stuff that like is like bigger in, like the general, but like like other than like three or four songs from Metallica, like no, like, okay. They're just like this group that like goes to, like San Jose Sharks games, in my opinion.
1: <laughs> well, that's a weird. That's but, a weird descriptor, but I mean, I, yeah. I mean it kind of makes sense in my head for yeah. some reason. I would say that as um, a good, uh, like, well, if if you want to... The first couple of records from Metallica from the mid '80s are all very good, and they were more of a um, like a, just a straight thrash metal band, and, which is like faster, yeah, high speed kind of metal, basically. Yes. What's a song? I'm trying to think like Ride the Lightning. You should go listen to Sean. But like for whom the bell tolls was like I think kind of a hit off that. Uh, I don't know. I'm actually not the biggest Metallica fan. I'm trying to find things that Sean would I be a- you,
0: like. Didn't listen to music like the same song twice. Like it was me? Not a thing. Me? Yeah. Uh, Because you got mad. Like, I'll listen to the same. Over the course of an entire year. Oh. I will listen to a song. Like, my top song, I will listen to at least a thousand times.
1: I know, yeah. So, I I burn out. There's a very big difference between you asking, do I not listen to the same song twice? And saying, do I listen to songs a thousand times in a year?
0: Well, no, but like you're <laughs> like we don't really listen to like we listen to albums from start to I, finish, and it's like I don't know. I I'll usually... like, go on Spotify and like go on my on repeat all the time, and then it just like creates this like endless like loop until I'm burnt out of songs, and then yeah. like by the time I get to the end of my Spotify Wrapped or whatever, it's like my Spotify Wrapped for the year like sucks because. <laughs> it's like you all songs i've like burnt out of already like if i went to my spotify wrapped like last year somehow like heartless by um kanye <laughs> no 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 heartless uh who who's at the S- super bowl um what's his face who performed at the super bowl like he has like blinding lights like all that i'm blinking on his name eminem the, week, the weekend. The weekend.
1: Oh, the weekend. Oh, the weekend. Oh, I thought you were yeah. talking about this And most I'm recent like, I
0: literally had not listened to that song since like February. And I don't really remember like listening to it that much. And it just ended up on my on repeat. And I like skipped through songs. Like, that's my thing. Like, let me look at my, my, um, if it has yeah. it.
1: Cause I, I will say to answer your question, Sean, my Spotify rap at the end of the year, or both of ours usually, I don't have a song. I think my top tracks, like my top songs are maybe like maybe 20 listens? Maybe 25? Like, I'm trying to think of a song that I listened to, like, a 30 times. Like, I don't know, Luke, do you remember, like, what? Where- um, I think I listened to uh, uh, Hide and Seek by Imogen Heap. That was, like... <laughs> The most I like, I think I listened to it like 25 times, and that was like my number because, like, I don't listen to that album, I just love that song, so I just like listen to it for like in a week. I listened to it like 10 times. I think mine like, might have been last year or two years ago, was like no, to answer your question, Sean, I burn out on music really quickly, and to. Uh, to prevent that, I, d- I prevent myself from putting things on repeat because it kind of like ruins it for me for the foreseeable future. I like to revisit stuff later, so I, I spread it out. Sean is still investigating his Spotify rap.
0: No, I can't find it. Like, do they just like get rid I don't, of it? I, I don't think, think it's that, done now. I don't
1: think you can go and access it. Right, but like your time. old ones. No, I don't, I don't think, think, think so. Can. Anyway, back to the topic at hand <laughs> They they play extremely difficult music that is almost impossible to perform. Uh, and it's awesome. And it's, it's screaming vocals, like death metal, like metal vocals. So you would hate it, I think. But somebody wanted us to want to ask they're, you. They're, they're incredible. They're yeah, they an are. incredible band. We've, and, uh, yeah. So that's Mashuga. Yeah. Okay. I guess we have, we probably have one more. I forgot we're even doing these how questions. How far, what, what time? I don't know how much time we have left. Uh. Because I did some coding for one of the questions. Can you find it? Uh, I don't, I, well, I, there's a lot of questions here. I don't know what you want to, uh, Let's see. Here we go. Lucky. This is from out of tune 89, Matthew Hames. Uh, Lucky defensive stars. Players who had one great year defensively are players who had one year of great defensive numbers, but were otherwise not great. Like the rest of the years. So you mean like defensemen that had good numbers, or
0: you mean like the like defensive defensive like so from
1: even strength defense gar, for instance. So like, like a
0: Dominic Simone, like an out of that's what of, I was thinking. Yeah, an
1: out of character defensive season. That's what I interpreted the question as. Which well, I could it look- be a
0: good season that it goes out of character. Yeah, I would like, say both. They like, could both it be a good ways. player that has like a good defensive season. Like
1: what? I think it's like uh, like basically the William Carlson's first year with Vegas, but for defensive play. Yes.
0: You so I, I looked at.
1: <laughs> I look. At, yeah, well, we don't know. what We'll I, do next year. So like, I looked at a career average per season even strength gar, and then I looked at like the difference for a single season above their career average even strength gar, even strength for defense just gar. defense yes. Okay. And so the top answer. Hold on, no, no, no. no. Let's guess. I want to guess. You're not going to guess this person. Capo caco Capo. No. Okay, that's uh, in the wrong direction. Okay. Uh I just thought maybe his second year after his first year might have This shot you're up. never going to get this. This uh, I don't actually I forgot that this player. I remember this player and I totally forgot about them. Uh They're a defenseman, I believe. I believe. Is it like I is it some defenseman who is usually thought of as being good offensively who had a good defensive season one year? No. Is it a player that's like even like remote did they play a lot? Yes. They haven't played in the league in two seasons. They uh, were they they were signed by the Toronto Maple Leafs in 2017, 2018 and played for the Leafs for two seasons. Uh that should be a big hint, I feel like. I remember when they signed this. Player. Oh, is it Polak? No. Okay. Polak, Polak, Roman Polak, right? He played is for a the defenseman? Leafs. Defenseman? No, he was a it, forward, that's right. Um, no, he was a defenseman. No. Yeah, he's a defenseman. What are you talking about? Okay, then I was. I'm. I'm second guessing myself. Right? Oh, oh, um, Ron Hainsey. No, yeah. no, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> His. So the biggest outlier above av- uh, performance in a single season above their career per season EVD GAR average was Ron Hainsey in 2013 2014. He put up four, uh, 11.4 EVD GAR. And his career average is one point nine.
0: <laughs> so but he who had did he play for in twenty. He played
1: for the Hurricanes. Oh, okay, and then the next. Hold on, let me guess the next one. I like this game. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Um, we got a couple. Oh, there's some fun ones. This is a player who. Um, let me give some hints. Uh, they recently re-signed a contract that was thirty-five plus. And they have been playing in every single season since two thousand seven, two thousand eight, and they've played a lot of games. Uh, is it okay? So we're getting into like the old, old defenseman here. Uh, not old, old, but I mean it's not like it's probably it's a not... defenseman. Yes, it's not Suter or Chara. I was thinking it might no. be, but they're they've been good defensively like their career. Uh, is it recently re signed? Is it a uh... It's not like Eric Carlson, is it? No. Um. This is a like, terrible game because we like just like, sit
0: here <laughs> okay, and it's, like think.
1: Okay, they are um let's see. They're playing on a new team this year. Like that doesn't help. Oh uh uh <laughs> No. Okay, that's enough guesses. It's Alex Goligoski. Oh. When he played for Dallas in 2011-2012, he has a career EVD gar of negative 0.5, and he put up an 8.2. All right, one more. One more. And then one more. <laughs> we're going to go in the other direction. So we're talking worst defensive performance outlier business. We already talked about outliers. I'm on. come on. What? No it's, not, no, it's not. No, it's McDavid. Mean, this is players who are career good defensive players who had a bad defensive year. Well, not necessarily. It's oh, the ones that deviated the most. The ones that deviated the most. Uh, this is actually kind of a, a funny on. on Blake topic Wheeler
0: one. is no. one of these. Like oh, it's they're probably defense. Is it a defenseman again?
1: This is a Leafs player from a from the fourteen. 14- Did we
0: flip? We flipped it, so now it's good. Yeah, no, bad. it's bad.
1: Now it's bad defensive
0: performance. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm flipping. So it's
1: the the worst below their career is it, average. Is it Patrick Kane's player? It's a Leafs player from the notorious 14-15 season. It's not Phil Kessel cuz he's always been bad. Why yes. is it a notorious season cuz that that saw several players had some of their worst seasons of ever. Oh, I I feel like I know this. Is it Fnuf? Nope. Uh he's always was kind of bad defensively. One more um, guess. Why are we why are there so many Leafs? I guess the Leafs are on They've had some weird teams they've <laughs> had some weird teams from the is it a is it like a well known player or kind of yeah i'd of a, say it's a well known player not like a superstar or anything but they've who put was even on the, those teams I don't even remember that team uh they were i mean they were was They're that Carlisle. the Randy was that the Carlisle i think it's era? a Carlisle team uh um all right, all right, out of time. James Scar. Van Rie- James Van oh. Rinsdyke also <laughs> oh, was a forward. He was uh his career EVD gar is -1.2. He was war- and he had a negative 10.1 <laughs> EVD gar for a total of negative 7 gar on the season. Yo, Leafs fans if you're hearing if you're listening you should get in the you should add us on Twitter and tell explain to us what that was. That is year. that like his first year with the Leafs too? Uh
0: All right, one more, check. one more,
1: one more. Let me just check real quick. <laughs> Uh, no, it was his third year. All right, one really? more. He
0: got traded that. Okay.
1: Yeah, he played for Philly, and then he played for. Oh, he's back. Oh, I forgot he played for Philly at the start. He got okay, traded for Luke Shen. The next yeah, one is back. kind of an iconic season, um, at least from a data processing stamp. Well, no, it's not. That's not true. But this is a very uh, weird season that this player had, and this was in the 13-14 season. They played for three teams. Oh, I kind—I of, know these players. And he played a lot of minutes. Um, is it Vanek? Yes. Ah! Thomas Vanek, it was the memorable 13-14 season. We played for Buffalo, was traded to Montreal, and then was traded to the Islanders. Uh, and he played 78 games, 1,500 minutes. And his career EBD GAR per season is negative 3.2, and he put up a negative 11.6 EBD GAR. So that was the the second biggest outlier in the other direction. All right. Well, there's our okay. so there you go. That was a fun. We should come up with a name for these kind of get. What's this? We'll, we'll later. We'll come. So up I with don't name. know. Tell us if this is boring. If there's too much dead air <laughs> time. We will. Uh, we would. We would love to. I have like the feedback. quiz. Show. I like the quiz show uh, that we're doing. We should. You called? know, there's
0: like somebody that's like listening to it and just screaming at it. Yeah, they're like, oh, I know. They're, they're like, oh, of course, that's <laughs> it's like Ron Dora the Explorer. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, one more. We have time for one more silly question. Uh, oh, why isn't Scryfall loading? There's a good magic question that I was. Yeah. Um. Okay. Favorite fish shows from the year 2000. Fish shows? <laughs> you know who Fish is, Sean? Like the band? Yeah, P.H. Fish. No. You've never heard of Fish before?
0: I mean, I've heard of Fish. Okay. I couldn't tell you anything about Fish we, outside of... We should, of the
1: we should do a segment where, like, maybe maybe we get Charlie O'Connor on here and we just talk about music and ask Sean questions. We asked Charlie to come on. We did. We'll have to see well, if we but can... the, you Well, know, but the Flyers, so it's been... Them. I mean, it's been like there. You know, those B writers are getting tortured this year. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Charlie, I don't know if
0: you know, like Charlie spends a lot of time working out. Um, working out? Yes. Like,
1: oh, I'm sure he's ripped. <laughs>
0: Absolutely ripped.
1: Yeah. Talking about Charlie. So, like
0: if he's not on top of like a flyer signing or something, like if there's like a small delay between like a flyer signing, like say like flyer signing like Jordan Wheel or something um, and him like tweeting about it, it's probably because he was in the gym. I don't know. Wh- I can't how. tell if you're I, yeah. being
1: serious or. Yeah. Shout not. out to Charlie Absolutely O'Connor though. Serious. Yeah. Shout out Just, to d- Charlie O'Connor. Anyway, somebody somebody asked about their favorite fish shows. They're a band. I I don't even want to get it. Uh, this is gonna be a, a weekly segment where we ask Sean about bands that he has never heard of, and then he doesn't seem to care. Yeah,
0: but I don't anymore. do that to you.
1: I well yeah you did you did that one time about some when s- Zach Bryan that, yeah that song that you liked or somebody that you liked or something that was. I will say, the, the the to answer this quickly, the fish show that I've listened to the most, probably from the year 2000, is the Darien Lake Performing Arts Center from September, um, <laughs> which I believe is Live Fish 3. Uh, I also have it in a bootleg form. But that that to answer your question, if you are listening, that's probably my favorite to that. Or the Madison Square Garden show from New Year's, from 2000, I believe, was there. Do you not know? Fish was like... They're like... Do you know the Grateful Dead, Sean? Have you heard the Grateful Dead?
0: Again, I've heard of them. Okay, that's an, I can't tell you anything
1: about... They're these... Oh, okay. Josh, I you know about need...
0: Deadheads and the whole thing, but yeah. like, I don't know. Fish I've and Grateful Dead, are
1: the music is not all that similar. It is a little similar, but Fish is kind of the, um, they took the, like they carried the baton, so to speak, uh, out of the Grateful Dead's era in the 70s, Josh, 80s. we don't need. We, I'm just explaining this. What are we? I don't <laughs> know why Luke's getting. What do you want to go talk to? I want to do a question. We have another topic. Right, I don't, right, this is have the last question. question. No, but question. I don't want to end on that question. Luke's going on another question. That's okay. Somebody wanted us to talk about Ryan Suter for sixty minutes. We will not be doing that. <laughs> um we're skipping over that. Um I don't know. So uh, uh You interrupted me and you said you had a question and you don't have a question. I don't you I just don't want, want talk to talk about with- fish on our hockey podcast. Why not? People want us to talk about Pul it's the game 72-73. There's nothing else going on in the NHL. I don't want to talk about the Leafs, so we're not going to talk about, you know, Auston Matthews scoring whatever he had in, in however many games. Um, so, okay, we're done. That's it. Luke cut me off and then didn't have a question, so I'm ending this segment. No, I do. I have a question. <laughs> you just said you didn't. Uh, let's see. Yeah, people wanted us to talk about the Mark Spector-Polyarvi uh, take. But I guess we won't talk about that. No. We don't need I, to talk about it. We didn't really talk about that, was stabbers, that. Was that but, similar to the expected by whom? It was kind uh, of in that vein. Yeah, it was a little bit of an expected goals question about yeah. R.V. I think we just end it there. Sean, yeah, do you have anything else? Do you have any questions that you came to mind that you want to talk about?
0: When are we going to structure this podcast? <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is perfect structure. I don't know what you're talking about. We've been having a great time here. It's fully organized. There's no. We had no advertisers reach out. Nobody reached out about (laughs) wanting to advertise on our show either. Don't say that. Maybe we do, maybe that's an indication that we should structure this. Is it too chaotic? No, right? it's not too. We do it for the fun. We don't do it for the money. We do it for the fun, right? There's I mean, we no should...
0: making money on podcasts. I don't think people like unless right. you invested a significant amount amount of money to like make it a thing. Like, there's no money in podcasts. Well, I've always there's, wondered yeah, how like the giant
1: podcast to make like all that invest money. Invest
0: a significant amount of money. Like, if we really wanted to like. Get, maybe we should have somebody do this for us like you put like <laughs> podcast stuff on like tiktok and whatever and like that's how yeah. you drive like traffic but like you just like take a lot of time and like sometimes even like money to like yeah you know, really like get a one podcast day to drive so the real also, the real like, shootout shout out to like the people that have like stuck with podcasting for like three four five six years like uh the was it blue shirt
1: don't do it! Don't, don't screw it which, up! Which don't screw go it, it up! <laughs> they called us out the last time I, I messed. Uh, it's, it's uh, uh it's, it's Ryan, right? Ryan and Greg. Uh, blue, they're the blue it's shirt a, breakaway. Yes, blue, blue shirt breakaway. Not banter. No, um, blue shirts breakaway. Yes, that is, there's so many blue shirts. Yeah, shout out to shout out to Ryan and Greg. <laughs> yeah, they are the red out. shirts, so <laughs> that's what people uh, are asking. Um, yeah, no, it, it is it is kind of funny. We were looking into this a little bit, and it's it's. I mean, it's it's a. Uh, there isn't, like, unless you're a huge celebrity, you're not getting a ton of, uh, you know, and even then, you have to, and maybe we should, maybe we should spend hundreds, thousands of dollars and get our name out there. But shout out to everyone who's stuck with us. Yeah, How about that? Thank you All to our your loyal listeners. listeners. We very much appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, it's been, it's fun every time we do this, even though it's a little bit of work, but it's it's a lot of fun. And so. also, Leafs fans, get at us about that Van Riemsdyk season. I'm curious yeah. what happened there. All right. Take us to the end, Sean. <laughs> All right.
0: Well, we have the end of another chaotic episode. And we'll be back next week where we'll probably still be just as bored because the playoffs <laughs> don't start until like May. So, yeah, yes. we um, got
1: to. April is a little bit slow.
0: <laughs> maybe I'll April's try to. very slow.
1: I'll note some ideas and do a little prep work maybe next time. Yeah. yeah
0: like, I don't want to see you sweating on camera anymore.
1: No more sweating during hey, our I studio. don't sweat very yeah, often. To, to so clarify, Luke doesn't sweat on camera. I'm not anymore. sweating on camera. <laughs> My complexion is completely, completely dry and perfect. I don't know about that. Hey. <laughs> Anywho,
0: we'll, uh, we'll be back next week with another episode.
1: All right. Uh, see you, Sean. See you, see you later, Sean.